guy, David, he's anointed, but I'm really the one in line. How about I tell Dad he's hiding by the rock at Ebez or whatever that rock he was hiding by. I'll tell him where he is so he can kill him so that I'll be next. Could he have done that? Absolutely. Had he had some selfish motives in there, he could have, he could have done that. He could have wiped out or tried to wipe out David. But he didn't. He recognized the anointing on his life. And he said, I not only am going to protect him, but I'm going to lay my life down for him. Because there's something about this guy. He's going to do some stuff that I can't do. Now, I've, I've come to terms with this. There's some things that my children are going to do that I can't do. There's some things that some of you youth in here are going to do that I can't. I can't do it. We can't do it. But here's what we can do. We can give you everything we've got so that you can fully do everything you're supposed to do. We get a choice to either live selflessly and those selfless actions God uses for eternity or we can live selfishly and those selfish things die at our last breath. We get to choose. I was looking at your... uh, what do you call these things? Flyer? Pamphlet? Bulletin, thank you. Let's look at your bulletin, which is what I was talking about today. It says, Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are white for harvest. You and I are like Jonathan. I believe we're the Jonathan generation, to be honest. Everybody that's probably 25, 20, probably 26 and higher. We're probably the Jonathan generation. I'm in there. And we're standing in a field. And we've got a quiver, and we've got arrows, and we've got a bow, and we've got David in the field too. And we can either try and get to the throne ourselves, or we can give away everything we've got so that the anointed ones that are coming after us that are 25 and below can take it further than we could ever do it. We've got a choice right now, today. This day, to live for ourselves or to build into the 20-somethings. Those are the folks, the teens. I was riding with Bob Jones. I don't quite understand all this stuff. I was riding with Bob Jones again one time. He's a prophetic guy, if you don't know who Bob is. And... uh, I was riding with him in the car, and he looked at me, and he said this. I mean, it was out of the blue. And he said, Matt, he said, you know, your children are the children of the promise. And he didn't mean just mine, but he meant our children, all of our children. And it just kind of rung inside of me. I said, my children are the children of the promise. And I got home, and we were eating dinner, sitting around the table. And at this point, I just had three boys. And um, I said, honey, let me tell you what Bob Jones said today. And I just said this. Bob said that our children are the children of promise. It's the moment I said that, I mean, it was like a movie. It was strange. My second-born son, who doesn't speak, he was two years old, he jumps out of his chair, and he comes and he kisses me on the right elbow. And he went around the table and he kissed. We had a girl staying with us. He kissed her on the right elbow, and he went over to my wife, kissed her on the right elbow, and jumped back in his seat and kept eating. 
And as soon as he jumped back in his seat, my other son, my firstborn son named Josiah, had jumped down, went and found a Bible and brought it to me open, turned to John chapter 5. I mean, the moment I said, our children are the children of the promise, they went into action in this strange way that I still don't understand to today. But something inside of them started percolating. They said, that's me. I'm the, chi- I'm the child of the promise. There's something that I've got to do. Something's inside him. And he started kissing us on the elbow, on the right elbow. John chapter 5, I, I, I kept asking, there's a lot of great stuff in John chapter 5, but I kept asking, Lord, what is this John 5 thing, Lord? What is this John 5 thing? I've asked him for a year. Finally, we've been praying about, Lord, what am I supposed to name this child that's about to be born? And we had a, we had a miscarriage last summer, which was our fourth child. Our fifth child, John 5. He's our fifth child. We named him John. As we named him John, the night before we started to, uh, before we had him, we went outside, we're sitting on the porch watching a thunderstorm, and all of a sudden this lightning hit so close to the house, it shook the, the house, it scared you, the hair just stands right, and the thunder just shook everything. It was, kids started crying and everything. As soon as, I, as soon as that happened, I heard, son of thunder. And Debbie started having contractions then. They weren't the, the full thing. She started having contractions. This John, child of promise, was about to come out, and he was making a statement before he came. Well, the Lord was doing it anyway, however that works. But there's, I said all that just to say this. Our kids are going to do some stuff. They are going to do some stuff. And if we're old, if you're 26 and older or 30 and older or 35 and older or whatever, I'm throwing myself in the old category, yet I'm still young. But really, I'm, I'm in the old category. I'm in the Jonathan generation. I have this thing inside of me that just burns to give away everything I've got to the young people. We've got to do it. If we don't, they're going to miss something. The Lord lets you live for a reason. You were born for a reason. And it's to pass everything he's given you along. It's to take the baton and to give it everything you've got and pass that thing along so that they can run with it and do what God wants them to do. Does this make any sense? Are you guys with me? You know, the next generation is not a Star Trek series. It is the... It's the folks coming after us. It's you guys. Peter said this of the Holy Spirit. He said, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. As many as the Lord shall, our God shall call to himself. The Lord is always forward thinking. He is planning with every successive generation. He's building towards something that's yet to happen. And so your life is part of this generation that's building towards something yet to happen. And we want to use it rightly. I'm going to skip some stuff here. Um, I saw this quote this morning when I was getting ready. Um, wasn't even looking for it, it just kind of popped out. This guy says this, his name is Nelson Henderson, don't know who he is. He said, the true meaning of life is to plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit. Let me read that again. The true meaning of life is to plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit. We've got to get out of the temporary mentality and into the eternal 
where we plant things that we don't expect to ever even see the fruit of. I think Paul was probably fairly disappointed when he died in one sense, that he could see all these churches that he'd spent labored hours and hours and hours and hours over, prayed over, wept over, lost sleep over, and they didn't look like they were in the best of shape. Yet the letters that he wrote to those churches and what he built into them is the foundation of what we believe. Two-thirds of our New Testament. He was building towards something he couldn't see how this was going to turn out, but he laid his life down and God could take that thing and run with it and make it part of the Word of God for us. That's how it works. Whenever we do something selflessly and we give it into the kingdom. Now, to make this practical, I'm a practical guy. I want to apply everything I learned practically. How do we make this practical to close this? How do I sow into the next generation? I think here's how you do it. You find someone, whether they're younger than you or they're more, more anointed than you, and you give them everything you've got. How do you do that? They're here in this building, for one. There's a bunch of them. Find them. Build them to them. Give them everything you've got. Lay your lives down. How do you lay your life down? You don't do what you want to do, and you build into them. You give them tools. You give them things that they can build with. You give them tools. Give them screwdrivers and hammers and drills and saws, things spiritually that they can build with, that they can navigate through life with. You give them compasses so that they can navigate life. You go to a... Anybody live in an apartment complex? In every apartment complex in this area, I can guarantee, there will be single mothers with kids. In every housing complex, there are probably single mothers with kids that don't have a daddy. Find them. Build into them. Give them what you've got. Love on them. Disciple them. Give them what you've got. Everybody in here has been given a huge measure of things to give away. Give them away. Don't die holding on to the things God's given you. Make sure you've given them all the way before you go. Can't take them with you. Give them away. Give away the talents. Give away the giftings. Lay your life down. If you know how to play the guitar, teach someone how to play the guitar. If you know how to speak publicly, teach someone how to speak publicly. If you know how to do finances, teach someone younger than you how to do that. Pass it on. It's how we build. It's how we lay our lives down for the next generation by equipping those I mean, because those coming after us, they need tools. God gives parents for a reason. To train the kids so that they can manage life, so they can tackle it. And I want to do this. Um, I'm done. Let me pray first. And then we're going to do something else. Lord, I just... Lord, I want to thank you that you've let me be born. I want to thank you that you've let everyone in here who's breathing, which is everyone in here, thank you, Lord, that they were born. Thank you that they cried on that day that they were born. When their mother gave them birth, that was a demonstration of your love for us, that we were allowed to cry, that our sound could be heard after waiting thousands of years and passing through the gauntlet of trouble. Thank you, Lord, that we're alive right now. Every single one of us. Thank you, God. If we had, didn't think we had anything to thank you for, we do. Thank you that we're alive. And Lord, I ask you that you would burn 
Lord, I'm asking for a burning. I'm asking for a fire. A burning desire inside of every single one of us, regardless of our age, to give away what you've put inside of us. What we've learned through the years, through our mistakes, through our sorrows, through our tears, through our joys, through our successes and our failures. Let us take those things that you have put into us that are, that are gold and pass them down. Pass them, pass them, pass them. Lord, let us get out of our comfort zone and any type of uh, fear, any type of thing that we feel inferior, and let us get out of that and find someone to give our talents away to. Lay our lives down for. Lord, we're asking that the youth that are coming after us, the children of promise, would take it in well. Lord, we want to see them go way beyond us. We want to see them go way beyond us. We want to see them doing the stuff of Jesus that we haven't seen done. Walking on water, saying the word, and AIDS gets kicked out of someone's body and splatters on the wall, and they're healed. We want to see cancer fly out of people and watch them get healed. Lord, let the children of promise coming after us do that. And Lord, let us be the ones that pass on the faith to get them there. Lord, we want to build structures that people can live in for hundreds of years. Lord, we just commit to you, God, that we, we want to be that people. We want to be Jonathan. We want to be a Jonathan who people may not, everybody knows about David, not many know about Jonathan. That's okay. Lord, we want our name to be known in heaven, not on the earth. We want to give away as Jonathan did for, to those that are more anointed than us. In the name of Jesus. Help us. Show us how to do it, Lord. And rip out selfishness from us, God. Just rip that thing out from the roots. Just go all the way down to our toes and rip out that long old root of selfishness. All the way, God. Take fear with it. And let us have the boldness and the courage to lay down our lives for those that are going to go further than us. This is not a competition to get the biggest name. This is a competition to give away everything that you've given us so that you receive glory, Lord. We want you to get glory from everything that we do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Um, why don't you guys come on up? This is uh, Jim Johnston, who was a Mennonite pastor for several years before he moved to Charlotte and came to the School of Ministry. And this is Matt Mottershead, who just graduated from the first year School of Ministry and is going to, go on, going to the second. And um, I just want them to give any personal prophetic words, no general stuff. Just personal prophetic words to you guys out here. And then I want to pray for a group of you so nobody can go yet. Um, just to have a little bit more to do yet. So why don't you guys go ahead. Is there someone here named Jennifer? There may be several, but is there a Jennifer here? Okay. Okay. No, you, don't, you don't have to stand up. I just I felt like... Um, God was wanting to say he really wants to get to know you in a, in a deeper, more real way. And I, the reason I say real, he wants to reveal himself to you with no facades, and he wants to know that you can come to him the same way. And uh, that's, that's the key for you right now. Just be encouraged that he really wants to be with you. He really loves you. And um, when I say he loves you, I know we use that word so much, but... Um, he just wants to be intimate with you. And there's nothing you've ever done that you need to be ashamed of in staying away from him. And he's just, he's just drawing you. That's a, a new season you're going into. 
and just enter in, and he'll draw you, and uh, no walls between you and the Lord. I got a word a little bit earlier, but I know, don't know yet who it's for. I'm going to pass it over to Matt, and maybe the Lord will show me who I'm supposed to share that for. Um, the first one that I wanted, let's see if I can find who it was. Okay, uh, you with the brown shirt. Um, yeah. Um, I saw you dancing, and, and um, I really saw my sister in you, like, a lot. And um, <clears throat> one of the things, or there's several things that stood out was um, just a love for God like none I've ever seen before. Um, uh, I see you as someone who would rather spend time with God than, than go out with friends to a movie or something. Just you just It's, it's a love that's that, it's that deep that nobody else can fill. And um, I just want to encourage you with that. So, um, let's see who's uh, you, sir, with the glasses and the white shirt. Um, I saw God has given you um, uh, like a unique, a unique ministry um, that I don't know if you're aware of it yet, or or if you are aware of it, but it's something that I think God has put on your heart and. Um, it's about to just overflow and just come out. So, um, let's see, who else did I have? Um, uh, um, you, sir, with the short hair and the uh, denim-like shirt, um, I saw you had a love for kids. Um, or or is... Uh, the, uh, there's either you have a love for kids or that there's kids that really look up to you and respect you as a role model. And um, I just want to encourage you to to stay faithful to what God has given you, and that's going to reflect down onto the kids that look up to you. And um, the last is for you with the dreadlocks. Um, I see that, that God has given you just a wealth of information and knowledge about him, and, and about the world, and that he wants to use you to reach the people that are smart by the world's terms and use your knowledge to get to them. And um, I also saw you as, um, as uh, Zacchaeus. You know, he was, he was a guy that people really didn't want to hang around, but yet when the crowd gathered to see Jesus come into town, Jesus came up to him and said, I want to eat lunch with you. So. Yeah, Mark, come on up. You've got a couple of words, too, to give away. Give you 30 seconds while Jim's giving a word. Okay. The, the uh, guy that's sitting here, two seats from John Mark, the dark shirt on. Yep. Um, I just felt like the Lord said, look no farther. Look at me. Um, and I believe that he, that you're in a time of some discontentment and of searching for some answers. And the temptation is there to look around. And the Lord's saying there's only one place to look. And, and really it's him bringing that discontentment because he wants you to look deeper and go deeper with him. And he's just saying there's one source. Look to me and you will you will go deeper. You'll find that that sense of contentment and peace in him. And young man right here on the front row on the end, uh, the scripture came to mind that 
All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in him. And speaking of Christ, and I feel like you're a real searcher, a seeker, like a treasure seeker. And it's a that's a quality that God gave you. You put that in your heart, and treasures are hard to find. Otherwise, they wouldn't be treasures because everybody would have them. But because he's put that in your heart, he's really got some deep things you're going to need to dig for it. But it's going to, when you find it, it's going to be wealth that you have to, to give. You're just going to be rich when you find that. So I encourage you just to keep seeking, keep going after those hidden things that a lot of people think, oh, it's too much work, it's too much effort, it takes too much time. Go for it, and uh, you're going to find some wealth to give away. All right. Well, you, sir? Um, um, I'll just tell you what I saw. I saw the Lord bringing uh, wild horses to you, and I saw you taming the wild horses and um, using them as battle horses and taking the horses into battle. And I feel like the Lord's really bringing relationships and people to you that are going to be wild and they're going to need to be broken and they're going to need to be trained, but that you're going to train them. They're going to become mighty war horses, war horses for the Lord. Um, for you, sir, back here in the flannel, the greenish shirt, um, I really saw you um, planting a garden, and you had a really awesome garden with flowers and vegetables and fruit, and that you really spent a lot of time there, and that what you did in that garden, the fruit that came out was way more than you yourself could eat, and that you just had to give the, the fruit away to other people, but as you gave this fruit away, the seeds were in the fruit. And they began to plant gardens. And I really feel like that garden is your relationship with the Lord. And that place you go with the Lord, He's going to give you an abundance of things, more than you're even going to be able to take in. And you're, going to, you're just going to have so much, you're going to need to give it away or it's never going to produce. Um, and you, sir, right here, um, I, saw, I saw a lion guarding a, a treasure chest. And it felt like um, there was anointing on you to stand strong and guard the things that the Lord had given you, the, the uh, talents that the Lord had given you, and that uh, the Lord is really going to honor you for that. Um, I had a couple of words, too. I saw something. I'm not sure if, it's, if there's a person here who's a plumber. Or someone who is working with some PVC pipe. Do we have anybody who is a plumber was recently working with PVC pipe? Cutting it, doing something worth it, fixing a, something underneath your sink? Buzz? Um, I saw um, for you that there's a, a decision juncture that um, you either at or coming to. And the Lord, you don't need to worry about it at all. The Lord's going to give you the right direction. You're going to know exactly which way to go. And you're not going to make a mistake. So I just feel like there was a, the Lord's giving you this token before you ever get there. And so, um, thank you, Lord. And, and for you, I felt like the Lord just wanted you to know this is a little bit crazy, but you're not going to lose your mind. <laughs> you're not going to lose your mind. You're not going to go crazy. Um you know, the enemy lies to us. They're all kind of stuff. And the Lord just wanted you to know you can take it to the bank. You're not going to lose your mind. It doesn't matter what kind of crazy stuff happens. It doesn't matter what kind of stress or it seems impossible. You're going to keep your sanity. The Lord's going to give you strength in the midst of it. And I saw him replacing everywhere where the enemy has, tried, has brought a loss to you. The Lord's filling that up and making it better than it ever would have been. 
He is the Redeemer who is redeeming fully everything that the enemy stole from you. The Lord is filling that up over to overflowing, and there's no holes in your heart left. The Lord is filling every place. He loves you a bunch. Um, amen. Why don't you go ahead? Um, as I was sitting down, I, I felt like there was, uh, this is either physical or spiritual, um, and I think it could be both. But um, I really felt like there was something trying to block people's airways and like their lungs. And, um, you know, that's, you know, breathing gives us life is what God did to us. You know, he breathed life into us. And I really feel like um, there's either people that really do have problems with their lungs, with breathing, or that there are people that the enemy has just really come against their breath of life with God. So if... Um, if there's anybody that has that, I'd like to pray for them. If that's you, raise your hand. Why don't you go ahead and stand up for a second. Let's just go for it now. Go ahead and stand. Sure. All right. Father, I come to you. Lord, I ask that you will open all the airways. Father, that you will um, clear out any... Uh, physical blockage, whether you know it's congestion or if it's, um, uh, Lord, just like uh, a swelling or something of of the um, the airways. Um, Father, I come against the uh, the enemy that is trying to um, keep us from from breathing Your life. Lord, we had just asked that that You would give us a fresh breath that would clear out anything uh, that is has gotten in the way, either from our doing. Or uh, just something that the enemy has just thrown at us, Lord. And I pray that um, that those airways will be opened up. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's do this last thing. We'll let you go. Um, if I can have everybody that's 25 and younger come up front and just line the front. You know, I should have asked, could the whole church come up front? <laughs> Just line up single file. Look out at the out at the rest of the folks. Don't look at me. Go up, go all the way to the wall if you need to. There's room over on this side. This is incredible. Do you guys realize what you have? I mean, really, this is unbelievable. I, I've never been in a church that has this many young people. This is a youth church. So I'm. All of you parents out there have about ten kids each. Do you realize that? And you're missing some. You know, I, I, I've not been here before, so I didn't know you had this many youth. But the Lord really put on my heart to talk about giving away to the next generation, which is these guys standing up here. And I feel like there really is something here. Now, obviously, you are doing it already. But I feel like the Lord, too, just wants to uh, let them know that you guys are committed to investing in them. Everything that you've got. So they can do what they're called to do. And so let's just, um, I'm going to pray, but as I'm praying, some of these folks up here, um, you're seeing them. Your eyes are locking on them. You know there's something that you've got to give away to them. And it's not just in prayer right now, although that's part of it. Maybe it's something in the future. It's something tomorrow or next week or whatever. Give away everything that God's putting in your heart right now. 
to give away to them. It might be some sort of talent, some sort of bit of wisdom for them, something. Um, so I'm going to ask if it's okay. If you guys can come up as I'm praying and lay hands and bless these people. If you want to go down and touch every one of them and bless them, feel free to do that. Let's make sure that all these folks get prayed for and just blessed. And I believe there's something going on here that the Lord's going to just take forever. And that little girl needs to come up too. You're under 25, sweetheart. Yeah, this little guy too. Come on up. We got this little guy. Yeah, these little guys need to be up here. If I had my babies here, I'd, I'd have them up here. So let's just pray together. Why don't we stand? If you're out there, let's stand. And maybe if someone could come and play something, not to, because it's a religious thing to do, but it makes it easier for us to pray when you can't, everyone doesn't hear what you're saying. Honestly, that's how you use this kind of stuff. Lord, thank you for all these young people. Good night. Lord, we got half the young people in Mooresville are here today. Thank you, Lord, for these folks, Lord. Lord, from 25 on down, thank you for the children of the promise. Lord, there is promises upon every single one of these. These are the people that are probably going to see you return. Lord, if our eyes don't get to see it, these are the ones that are going to get to see it. They're going to get to see you. Lord, we might be with you coming. We might be looking at them as we're coming with you, Lord. But these folks are going to be the ones that are going to usher you in, most likely. And Lord, we are just right now asking you to put something in our hearts. Put something in our hands. Give us things to give away. Whether it's monetary, whether it's emotionally, whether it's a bit of wisdom. We want to give everything that we've got to these folks that are going to take it in. And Lord, we bless these young people. We bless these young people. Lord, we speak purity over their lives. We speak a protection over their lives. We speak a holiness over their lives. They are going to live in power. Lord, they're going to see the demonstration of the Spirit of the Lord in the end days. They're going to see cancer fly out of people. They're going to see limbs grow out of stubs. These are the ones that will see the dead raised up. These are the ones... They're going to see thousands and millions come to the Lord. Lord, I ask right now that you would keep your fire burning in them. And Lord, let us be sensitive to their needs, where we need to go minister to them, where we need to go as, as adults, Lord, as the old folks, where we need to go and minister to them and speak a word of life over them. We're going to lay down our lives. Lord, we're the Jonathans, and we're committed, just like Jonathan committed himself to David. He said, between you and my descendants forever. Lord, I pray that there be something between the descendants of these folks and our descendants. Lord, that there be some sort of blessing, some sort of commitment to nurture. It takes all of us to do it.